Welcome back, everyone. I'm Leslie Boomer here with Neil Glatt. And how is Neil today? I'm doing great, Leslie. How are you? Fantastic. And eager to talk to you about what um, I see as a subject that people struggle with in the workplace. It's like, we all know that we want people to get better. We want yep. them to be better than when we hire them. But it, the, the road to that conclusion seems cloudy. So help us out here. Well, you know what changed it all for me was um, we were actually talking about account managers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in our industry, what we do is like really specific and weird and different than other industries. And I kept talking with people and they would always tell me like their, their best account manager or their only ever successful account managers started somewhere else in the business. They were mm. a receptionist, an office manager, a, a crew leader who had some aptitude and they over the years became these great account managers. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Right. And so I was like, okay, maybe <laughs> yes. you can't hire for this really. <laughs> maybe, I mean, you can hire better, but you, you really just have to grow these people yourself. And so I just stopped trying to figure out like, how can I poach the perfect person? How can I find the perfect person? And how can I grow whoever I happen to have into that perfect person? And okay. it really changed my perspective. I, I buy this, but I'm going to say, is this really an either or? Well, I mean, talent is a spectrum and certainly these people exist already out there. Mm -hmm. It's just so hard to find, right? Mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. If someone's doing it great, then you have to hope that they're being mistreated or underpaid <laughs> so that they would go work for somewhere else. Because if they're not, then they're satisfied and they're not going to leave. Yeah. So, so... This just kind of like blows right into, okay, how do you build loyalty? Well, that's a different topic, but <laughs> it, I think I well, think people are loyal when they're growing, right? It, right. I, I honestly think the two go together because okay. of what you just said. It's like you can poach people who are not lo loyal. R right. So uh, when people leave jobs, only 12% yes. of the time, they cite money as a primary reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 93% of the time that young workers accepted another role, which is presumably a growth role, they left their employer to do it. Mm -hmm. And also, what, 87%, I believe, of people cite voluntarily not feeling appreciated as a mm -hmm. reason why they left their job. It's, so, yeah. yeah, what makes people feel appreciated? What motivates them? 100%. Growth and development tops the list as the number one item every time. Every time. So there's got to be good, better, best ways of doing that. Yeah. So, you know, we work in the green industry and I always have this experience where like you buy this really beautiful looking plant and then you put it somewhere and it dies. And it's like, <laughs> well, you clearly it wasn't the plant, right? Like it was mm -hmm. perfect before you got it. It's been it's it, it's experience in living was um, being set up for success. And then the environment in which you placed it, Neil, wasn't right, whether it was the natural environment or, you know, the condition of the sun, or maybe it was a, you know, just a, a season of not good environment, or you didn't do certain things to create that, cultivate that environment of fertilize and water and, and prune the right way. So yeah. The same is true of people, right? There, there yes. is a growth environment. There's an environment mm -hmm. which primes people for growth. 
And whether you are aware of it or not, your choices about that environment will affect how much they grow. And uh, I think I detailed seven items of what a growth environment looks like. Yeah. You, that, that is, in fact, in the blog today. But let's can we touch on them quickly? Sure. I, I mean, we, we want to encourage people to read the blog for certain. But this information can't be said too frequently, in my opinion, because as long as we've been saying it, people continue to ignore it. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> now who's cynical? <laughs> Sorry, it's, this is the kind of thing when it comes to employee development, I feel like there it's just such a difficult message to deliver and, and have people accept it. Well, it's, it's, it's a soft skills message. And so mm-hmm. a list like this is helpful in getting people to adopt it because I think they hear it, but you don't like... We can keep saying it, but if you don't know what to do, then where do you even get started, right? So as a manager, Mm -hmm. here are the seven things that I believe you have to have in place to get your people to thrive in terms of growing in your environment. So Mm -hmm. number one is you have to have some some advanced expertise, which means either wherever you want to grow to, someone can teach you internally or you need to do what I did and go hire someone like Leslie to teach mm-hmm. it to you because that competency doesn't exist in house. But if there's no one to show you what's happening or how to do it, then you, you really can't. Right. Yeah. Um, and somebody has to know that better way. Uh, the second thing is you have to be continually challenged. Right. So there's a momentum to growth and development and it doesn't like you don't just grow by being in a role for a period of time. You grow by continually encountering challenges and trying to learn from them. And so growth can't end. There has to be a next level. And again, at those upper levels of management, you're maybe going external for that. But also with that, it's this mindset that we're looking to the future. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I think it's one of the dysfunctions of a team when they sit down and they just talk about what already happened because you can't fix it. Right. But when you're working on growth, if you're looking at the future, my conversation is always really simple, right? Which is, okay, this happened. What did you learn and how are we going to improve next time? Right. Context is important, but it needs to be a lens by which you use to look forward. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you do that, then the, the whole environment, the whole culture is really more affirming. Yeah. Um, which is good because like growth is hard. There's this tension that happens, right? Yes. And and you have to have encouragement to get there. So that's that's number four is that there, there's an affirmation um, mm-hmm. in the atmosphere around growth. And that's easier to do when we're focused on a mission, right? So yeah. why are we here? Why do we exist? And maybe that's because um, you're beautifying the environment which people inhibit and that allows them to create more connections to each other and to nature and, and experience greater health outcomes. Um, but maybe you're just in this because um, you're creating jobs for people who couldn't otherwise be working, right? You're working with um, immigrants and formerly incarcerated people and, and uh, people with mm-hmm. disabilities who can't get jobs elsewhere but can in our industry, which is also super noble. And I think that there's this energy towards being focused on an outcome as a team that we're all committed to that helps us grow. Right. So, so mission is, is definitely something that needs to be shared and agreed upon, but it can look, it can look different ways within that mission. Yeah. 
talk. So I like that. Um, and then I think that it's important that we embrace failure. Oh my um, gosh. Yes. If you're not trying new things, then mm-hmm. you're not really doing it. So, um, I will, uh, take a moment to explain, uh, <laughs> to, to, uh, speak poorly of my, my current hometown, Boston, right? Boston okay. is famous for having the first subway system and it shows, it's mm. brutal, right? Like all the signage is out. These trains are constantly on fire. Like you fail your first time doing it. And I know Bostonians are super proud of their history, but like it, you can tell that this was your first attempt <laughs> at yeah. the first subway system in America um, versus you look at brand new subway systems around the world. Like they're amazing. Um, and so you have to embrace that failure. If you resist it, if you quit when you fail, then you're never really going to advance. Um, and I think that we learn from, we grow from learned experience. Yeah. And, and it, I, it, I was just going to add, it makes it a lot easier for people to fail when they know the people that they're reporting to are not going to ding them for it. Yeah. I have this experience with the managers all the time where mm-hmm. they'll be upset that someone's not listening to something that they're telling them mm-hmm. and, and some advice that they're giving them. And I'll say, well, why are you so sure that your advice is good advice? And they'll tell me a story about a time where they failed miserably, mm-hmm. where they really fell on their face, were super embarrassed, cost themselves a bunch of money, and they learned this lesson. And then I'll say, wow, it's really kind that you want them to learn from your mistake instead of having to make it. But at the same time, are we robbing them of a, their greatest learning experience by not allowing them to fail 100%. here? 100%. Mm. And so as an organization, you want to balance that where if you can embrace failure and let people fail, hopefully in small ways, um, and learn quickly from them mm-hmm. without having to repeat the same mistake all the time, that's when oh, yeah. we can become a learning organization, right? Yeah. It's, that actually failure can be encouraged yeah. if you're trying things that are new and they don't always work the first time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I think that it's really, really difficult uh, mm-hmm. to to advance or to grow when it's just you. And so sure. m- mutual advancement is important. You know, here at Grow the Bench, all of us are in school. <laughs> uh, Phil's getting his, his, J- his George doctorate. I'm getting my MBA. Cassie's getting her bachelor's degree. Like, you are in a, a institute of higher learning if you're working here. That's part of the game. And um, it's it's encourages all of us to focus on growth and development and introduce that back into the business all the time. And uh, it's important for us. We are always happier when we're learning something more, when we have the next level to get to. I mean, that's just human nature, I think. But even more so to do that with other people. Yeah. I mean, what we do never even comes close to who we're doing it with in terms of well-being. And there's nothing more difficult than growth. So, Amen. you know, I think that uh, having having a shared purpose in that is important on its own. But, you know, as a manager, these are the seven things that I'm looking around the environment that I help influence mm-hmm. and thinking, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how well are we doing here? to make sure our people are really primed to cultivate that growth personally, professionally. Yeah. Honestly, I think this kind of thing is, is worthy of putting on a manager's desk. Yeah. Something that you can see every day that helps you remember how you can get the best out of your people. 
Yeah, and uh, pro podcast tip, if you want to go deeper, check out the book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John Maxwell. That's where this um, uh, growth environment checklist comes from. And uh, he's a mentor of mine who I've grown tremendously from and actually am am, uh, certified by him to teach this content. And so it's a, a valuable resource for every manager as well. Well, and it, and it agrees highly with all the research Gallup has done over the years yes. that you can see all the points right in there. One of the easiest ways for people to be looking at development is to look at Grow the Bench. So much uh, content is available online that you can use to try to satisfy all these points that Neil was talking about. So Neil, thanks so much for this. I think that it, it is definitely a subject that needs to be repeated. So as we continue to talk about employee development, this is these are phenomenal tips, and Grow the Bench is a great resource. And so are you. Thanks, Leslie. You're very welcome. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will look forward to speaking with you again next week when I'll be speaking with Phil Harwood, but then we're going to follow this up a little bit the week after that with Neil and we'll look forward to to being with you again at that point. Have a great week.